Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Earlier in the week, I was reading our lessons for today, and the, and the second verse of Hebrews chapter 13 stood out to me, and it says this, we just heard it, it says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it kind of awesome to think that there are angels walking around that we might talk to and not even know it. Um, I often, when I was thinking about this, wish the writer of Hebrews would have elaborated more on this kind of a thing. It'd be interesting to see exactly what they were referencing to. But that is not necessarily what got my attention. What got my attention was this word hospitality. Hospitality. The word is often used today, usually referring to the business of housing or, or entertaining visitors, the, the hospitality industry. Some colleges offer degrees in hospitality to train for such areas as hotels and resorts and, and restaurants. You can do a Google image search on the word hospitality and you'll see scores of pictures of people waiting at tables and mixing drinks at bars and standing behind front desk counters. Hospitality does refer to the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests and visitors and strangers, as the dictionaries say. But I don't think this hospitality industry is what the writer of Hebrews had in mind. The word hospitality comes to us through the Latin root word hospice. It means guest or host or even stranger. In fact, the Latin root is formed from the word hostis, which means enemy, and in some cases, political enemy. This is where our word hostile derives from. But this Latin word hospice is what derives the name of some very important places in our community and culture. Hospital literally means a guest chamber or guest lodging. A hospice house comes from the same Latin word, as does a hostel or a, or a hotel. And all of these places, hospitals, hotels, etc., bring care to what the writer of Hebrews is saying. Show hospitality to strangers. But once again, the writer of Hebrews didn't have in mind hospitals, hotels, and hospice houses. Most of those things didn't exist yet. And the writer of Hebrews wrote these words to the early church, to people just like you and me. Not just to people with lots of money, not just to people who, are, who have a real gift of serving others, not just to people with influence and power to make things happen. It was written to all of us, no matter who we are. And it says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Do not neglect to do this. You know, it's one thing to be hospitable to people we like or to people who do us favors, to people in our own community. But strangers, that's a whole new ball game. It's a little strange, isn't it? <laughs> so to encourage us to not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, here are four reasons we should be hospitable. Number one, the Bible says so. You knew that one was coming, right? 
Let's spell it out a little bit more than that. We already heard from the writer of Hebrews. Here is what St. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 12. He said, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. Kind of the same thing. In fact, hospitality is one of the primary qualifications of clergy. In 1 Timothy 3.2, it is written concerning clergy, must be above reproach, married only once, temperate, sensible, respectable, hospitable, and apt teacher. It's right in there. Again, in Titus, it says of clergy, he must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or addicted to wine or violence or greedy for gain, but he must be hospitable, a lover of goodness, prudent, upright, devout, and self-controlled. Hospitality is important. Jesus commands that we are to be hospitable to strangers. A number of, of his parables point toward this, including in our gospel reading today. In the last verses of our reading, we heard Jesus say this, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. So we should be hospitable to strangers because we are commanded to do so in Holy Scripture. That's number one. Number two, it's in our tradition. We actually refer to being hospitable to strangers in our baptismal covenant. We said it last week with the bishop here during our confirmation service when we were asked the question, will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? Just in case that includes strangers. And we responded with, I will with God's help. And then the next question is, will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will with God's help. The early church practiced hospitality to strangers in the first two centuries of the church when it was illegal to confess Jesus as Lord. The Caesars of Rome ruled the day. And according to sociologist Rodney Stark, one of the reasons Christianity grew despite its political challenges, from a small little house church movement of people gathering together to where over 250 years later, it became the Holy Roman Empire, according to sociologist Rodney Stark, was because they cared for the outcasts of society. One of those outcasts, as he outlines a number of different ones, but one of those outcasts were newborn babies up to almost a year old. And that day, infanticide was legal. Society didn't consider children to be children until they reached a few years old because so many of them died of disease before they reached that age. And if a child was born with some kind of deformity, they would abandon them. And the laws of the land protected these actions. But ancient writings describe how Christians cared for these abandoned youngsters even though the government said, don't do that, you're messing up society. They would take them into their own homes and, and care for them and raise them. Early Christians spoke against infanticide. They discouraged and forbid first century abortions, which is one of the reasons the church still does today. They stood up for the outcast. They showed hospitality to the stranger. There's so many other examples of how the church shows hospitality through the centuries. Was the church perfect? No. <laughs> but the church did amazing things and grew and grew. 
and from the beginnings of the church through our baptismal covenant today, it is in our tradition and practice to not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Number three, it's perhaps our number one way to evangelize. Hospitality is practical kindness. Hospitality is open-handedness. Hospitality is friendliness. And evangelism, well, that is to proclaim the good news. Evangelism is to share that there is a God of grace and love that came to set the world at rights. And through the person of Jesus Christ, through God's mercy and forgiveness, when we humble ourselves and repent. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 points to the combination of hospitality and evangelism coming together. As St. Paul writes this, Do you not realize that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? It's God's kindness that leads us to repentance. And we, in turn, show that kindness to others. I heard a great story just the other day from one of our parishioners, and he gave me permission to share it with you. And all the hoopla of Hurricane Dorian. As everyone was getting gas and the gas stations were beginning to run out of gas, one of our parishioners couldn't find gas and went to the only station in Astatula and asked when they will get another tanker. He continued saying, I only need a few gallons so I can make it to church. The clerk said that he wasn't getting another truck in until Tuesday or maybe even Wednesday, might be later now. But then the clerk, after a moment pause, said, you need it for church? Yes, j just a few gallons. The clerk asked when? For Sunday morning in, in Mount Dora, the parishioner said. And the clerk responded, if you come back after dark, I will turn the pump on so you can get gas. I have a few gallons left. And that's what happened. That parishioner's here today, by the way. That's hospitality to a stranger. And we can do so many things. As simple as being welcoming to everyone we meet, to engaging with people face to face. Not, not, I'm not talking about the social media stuff. Real communication that takes time. We can pay attention to the world around us, not being locked into our own world, bringing a meal to someone, helping a neighbor. There are so many ways to show kindness. And then in the conversation, bring your faith in Jesus into it. The two biggest ways we evangelize is through our testimony and our hospitality. Proclaiming the hope of Jesus Christ in this way comes naturally and authentically. But what if they disagree with me? What if they reject me and my beliefs? That's okay. As Pastor Tim Keller put it, tolerance isn't about not having beliefs. It's about how your beliefs lead you to treat people who disagree with you. Hospitality is involved in that. And finally, number four, hospitality is the way of the cross. There is no greater display of hospitality to strangers, to even enemies, than what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He died for our sins so that we might receive forgiveness of our sins. As our reformer Thomas Cramner so ably quoted St. Paul in his comforting words that are in our Rite 1 liturgy on page 332. 
He said, this is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus came to die so that we might live. We receive the riches of his grace. We receive eternal life. And we receive all of this, not because we earned it or because we deserve it, but because we serve a good, loving, and just God who extends hospitality to us. And because we have been given so much, may we also, following the way of the cross, give this gift to the stranger in our midst. The way of the cross is hospitality. In fact, that is one of the reasons we're here. One of the reasons we gather together, because we long to continue in the hospitality of the cross of Jesus. Through the fellowship, the apostles teaching, the prayers, and the sacrament of Jesus' body and blood, we continue to receive his grace, his hospitality. We're not here just to look good. Once again, as Pastor Tim Keller stated this, churches should feel more like the waiting room for a doctor and less like a waiting room for a job interview. In the latter, we all try to look as competent and impressive as we can. Weaknesses are buried and hidden. But in a doctor's waiting room, we assume everyone there is sick and needs help. And this scene is much closer to the reality of what is going on in church. We are all sick. <laughs> we are all broken and in need of God's grace through his hospitality. So as we gather together, let us be hospitable to one another. Let us welcome in the stranger. Let us share God's peace. And as we go today out of these walls, into the mission field around us. Let us be hospitable to the people we meet. Let us share the joy of Jesus with others. May we as Christians be known for our kindness. And in so doing, we will heed the words of Jesus and of Paul and of the writer of Hebrews. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. May it be. May it be. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.